Welcome to the Drangular Recap Show for Season 2, Episode 9, oh, Episodes 9 and 10, titled Season Finale. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one mortified co-host from the Bloody Mary Podcast with Maria and Lori. Please say... Hello, uglies. To Lori Roggenkamp. Hello, Shut Lori Roggenkamp. <laughs> Even on the last episode, <laughs> I don't know why it's always surprising to me. Even on the last episode, you still got me on that. <laughs> oh, that's my one of my favorite things. Also, can you can I just say that yeah. we we totally just sex uh, talk dirty to each other over the phone and that I don't know how I feel about that. I literally was just like, oh man. Yeah, everybody should know. I don't know if it's going to make it into the, the intro of this show, but we recorded one of our famous cold opens. Just, but I just threw it on Lori. You know? Yeah. I, just, I didn't even tell her it was coming. We just sort of did it and it and it turned into sexting. So yeah. maybe I'll <laughs> Basically. Throw it, yeah, maybe I'll throw it at the top of the show. Anyway, uh, hey, Lori, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Tired. Uh, it's been finals uh, week at school, so it's just been a bunch of craziness. But mm-hmm. other than that, um, it's been good. You just know, dealing. you know, this is speaking of finals. This is our our season finale for season two. What? And, yeah, and so look at you, segue. I know. Thank you. And so um, one of the things that I'm announcing, you know, I've, I've mentioned this before, is that uh, we're going to be releasing this into the the public. It's not going to be Patreon only anymore. We're going to go into the wild. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait to. I I honestly, what's been really fun is mm-hmm. that I've been on. I've been going on Twitter more. Mm-hmm. So I've been seeing a lot of people saying like, you know, I'm getting really tired of people telling me to go kill myself and really cussing me out. And Uh I'm like, I haven't had that happen to me yet. Oh, And I really feel like this is my moment. Yeah, this is going (laughs) to be your moment. This is going to be it. This is going to be what tips people. I was talking to AfterBuzz TV's Jay Ellis, who who doesn't really know the Boulay brothers, but has met them and and he works... You know, he's worked at gay bars, and so the Boulay brothers are prominent people in the in the Los Angeles, uh, downtown Los Angeles, specifically nightlife scene. Uh-huh. And uh, he was telling me, you know, I was saying, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through each episode with a fine-tooth comb and make sure there's nothing they can sue us for. Because yeah. I, I said, like, RuPaul could not give a shit about what I say on RuPaul's Drag Race recap. You know, like that. We're such small potatoes to RuPaul. But you yeah. know that as of as of us publishing this, I don't know if this will always be the case, but as of us publishing this, we'll be the only dedicated Dragula recap show. Shocking. <laughs> I know. There aren't people clamoring to recap Dragula. Oh, man. But we'll be the only dedicated one. And so... I was like, you know, these Boulay brothers, they so don't have a sense of humor about themselves. You can you can totally tell they do not have a sense of humor about themselves. And no. so Well, I, I think Drac more than I think Swan Thula has a little bit more of a humor, but I think mm-hmm. Drac is very much like I will be taken seriously. <laughs> No, well, I imagine them being at home and like Drac's really sullen and like Swan's like so I told them, I said, listen, it's darkest <laughs> before the dawn. What's wrong yeah. with you? And he's he's literally putting, like, salt. They're getting ready for dinner in, <laughs> yeah. like, 30 minutes, and yeah. he's starting to bake a cake. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Let's do this. Let's do this. I think we can do this. Here, here we go. 
So then I told them, I said, listen, Sugar. pouring salt in the wound, that's what I, my idea of a good... Corn meal. What are you doing? I'm making us macaroni and cheese from scratch. Are you still sad about that stupid lame podcast that's made fun of your voice? Ugh. They, they're just, they just don't understand true art. Look, have you And that seen... one girl isn't even black. <laughs> have you seen what they look like? I think those two could go stand to lose oh. a, go on a diet. Yeah, it's almost like they just eat their feelings. <laughs> well, anyway, look, uh, when's dinner going to be ready? Uh, in five to seven weeks. Well, then, you know... <laughs> well... <laughs> well, then, you know what? I can't wait that long. I'm starving. I think... Okay, I know the police have been calling us multiple times because there's three missing delivery boys, but I do love that pizza place. Maybe we should give them a call. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. It's just that every single time we call, they always ask us the third degree. They're like, what's your credit card information? What's your address? I'm like, you know what? The government's already got that information. Contact them. All right, give it to me. I'll call. Beep, 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 beep. I really do think he goes... Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> uh-huh. Yo, hey. Hi. Tony's Pizza. Here's what I want. Okay, I your name? The lady of the house. Okay. Okay. All right. Hold on. I got to type with one finger at a time. Also, I'm waiting for the music to come back because it's not appropriate until there's scary music. There we go. Okay. All right. I'm done typing. Lady of the house. Okay. All right, here's what I want. I want your spiciest chorizo sausage. In a a flour-wrapped burrito. We're a pizza place, man. Then I want you to take it, and I want you to put lettuce and sour cream. But no guacamole, because we don't like avocado here. But anyway, I want Ma'am, you're ordering from Chipotle. That's this is obviously a Chipotle order. Uh, I could transfer you because we work in the same building. So, uh, but this is a pizza place. And I want you to take that chorizo sausage. And I it's want... almost as if you're not even listening to me. Like you, you're on two different wavelengths here. Like I, I could w- say anything right now. Like I'm attracted to my cousin. And I want you to shove it into my squishy pink taco. Okay. Can this is have- a prank call. This is a prank call. <laughs> also, the thing I said about my cousin wasn't true. Don't tell people that. Okay. But anyway, the point is, I wanted to be known at the end of this... Um, at the end of this whole thing. Because was a season, when people are listening to this months and months from now. We know that Drakmorda and Swamp... You know, one, one of two things is going to happen. Either Drakmorda and Swanthula completely have ignored us, which is oh, fine. Which fi- is, fine, I, I mean. think is more likely. Yeah, they're, they're going to be like, 
I'm not going to even give them the time of day. I bet you they want some of our 10,000 followers on Twitter. (laughs) Which I would, actually. That would be nice. (laughs) Or they're going to be like, some days it's just harder to be creative when people are being so negative. You know, they have these like vague tweets on Twitter or something like that. I don't know what they're going to do. Which I feel like, so for me, again, it's what I've always said, is mm-hmm. that it's like, who gives a shit what we think? Because yeah. it's like, if you honestly, if they're honestly destroyed by what we have to say, yeah. then, you know, they're like <laughs> abhora in almost every episode of this show. Um, but it's like, I I feel like our biggest criticism is like, it's it's got something, you we just, I feel like we're just seeing like, not the best parts of the show. Like my big criticism for the whole show is like, just stop showing useless shit and then it'll be a good show. Well, what's funny is, you know, actually. Yeah. Like it's really the last four episodes that have been a slog and they could have solved that by literally just adding two more contestants. Yeah. Like if they added two more contestants uh, and then that way you had now look they had to come up with two more challenges, but you would have had this two parter wasteland weekend that was a waste of time. And then oh. this we'll, we'll talk about the reunion and the finale. All that all I needed to do was add two more contestants, make up two more challenges. You know that's it. And, and yeah, they're probably thinking like, oh yeah, but then that adds two weeks oh. of the production schedule. Well, what are you doing? Yeah, this, this you guys are filming out of your apartment. Obviously, you're saving money somewhere. You yeah. know, you reuse you reuse production pizza. Like, let's not pretend yeah. like you guys aren't trying to save money. And also, it's like, like when they were going through everybody who was kicked off, mm-hmm. like it felt like a, an eternity ago, and it also felt like that was it. Like when they list through everybody, I was like, oh my god! Like I feel like <laughs> I, know. I was Wait, like, don't, that- don't, don't jump to that yet. But finish your thought. But I was just like, but I feel like if if they, like you were saying, if they added two more people but mm-hmm. cut down on the slog, on the, like, ridiculous manufactured drama and just actually, like, do a competition show, then I feel like it would be far more interesting. You know, you, but, hit, a good, you hit a good point. When they were going over the former contestants, yeah. there was something about, like, like when they did – um uh Felony Dodger to Monique Shame to Kendra Onyx, that made sense. But when when the next one was Dali, I was like, really? There weren't like two people in between Kendra yeah. and Dali? Yeah, I was shocked. I well, <laughs> well, we'll get to it, but I have some thoughts. But anyway, so yeah, I was honestly shocked. I was shocked at how quick it was. I thought yeah. I honestly thought it was like eons ago and i was like wow that's they were they got went through those really fast yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. i forgot moniki was the second to go i thought she was like the fifth for oh, some you, reason you know what they could have done like maybe only added one more contestant maybe sent no one home on the first episode like no one home no one gets exterminated and then we get to know felony dodger a little bit more and um, yeah yeah i don't know they, they have to, they have to or they do that. that thing where which i feel like i like sometimes i like when some people do where they bring in more people oh but yeah. then they pick from the cat so they so it's not necessarily like like one person goes home like four people will go home yeah so then it, it just sets it even more that this is like this is going to be a competition well they made that you joke know? about dolly coming back they could have legit brought dolly back 
if they had i th- honestly thought oh that's great and then they were like no 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 we're just kidding and it's like yeah. oh okay yeah so the one of the best parts of that episode you were just joking about that was just a total <laughs> uh all right here we go oh, you know one more thing everyone should know Lori and i took um our photos for the cover of dracula for the artist to you know use as reference point what did you know i went over to Lori's house and we took i met her girlfriend star and we took the pictures and we we got a, we got a, a a premature rendering of it what were your thoughts on that uh, Lori? i loved it i thought it made it made me look more feminine than i've ever looked in my entire life <laughs> So, I love it. I was, you know, uh, someone commented, I can't remember who it was, they were like, oh, I thought you were going to have bigger hair. I don't care. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I guess it... It would offset it, because she drew, she drew me with a really big dick. So, I think it might make me <laughs> a little... <laughs> teeter-totter yeah, i don't okay. know i get that all right let's move on this week the former contestants show up to grill the top three queens and the final three participate in a final floor show that shows off their ultimate examples of glamour filth and horror in the end the boulet brothers named bitch pudding as the winner of dragula season two Lori, named two things you liked about these episodes and one thing you did not uh so so i i liked the first cold open because there were uh there were three cold opens. So there I like the what first. The, what was the third one? The third one was when they when they were in the uh, dancing in the seance. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so I like the first cold open. Um, I also will say I love the Belay Brothers looks mm-hmm. throughout. I would say there I have some nitpicky stuff mm-hmm. towards the end. But I thought that their looks in general were great. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, the one thing I didn't like, which is, you know, again, when I brought up this whole thing is as we're going to go through it is it's just a shit ton of repetition and a, mm-hmm. and just so much stuff that we don't need. All these two episodes could have been boiled down. I would say even that all four episodes could have been boiled down to possibly one episode <laughs> with the amount of actual content <laughs> that was there. Well, thematically, it wouldn't work, but I think you're right, though, in terms yeah. of just content that was there. You know what's so funny is my uh, two things I liked and the one thing I didn't kind of coincide with yours. I was I was actually scared you weren't going to agree with me, but I'm going to say this, and people who haven't people who don't watch the show, and it looks like Lori agrees with me, the episode nine called open, not bad. Yeah, I'm going to give them it. props. It was actually good. It was a good, funny, cold open. I was a big fan of it. Uh, number two, the final floor show. Uh, I actually really like the final floor show from all three. Que- I think all three queens brought it on that final floor show. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, I will say that I, I honestly was like, that's tough because I felt like each queen like one each round for me like i felt like a different queen one each round and then yes. also yes i agree with you yes i agree with you and i wonder if we if we think the same queens won each round okay we'll go through that go ahead and then also one of the things that this is so i have a hard time with competition reality shows in general mm-hmm. because i feel like when you get towards the end like this there is a real there is a, a real problem with a lot of competition shows, which they because they go back they go back and forth, where they'll either they'll either vote on based off entire uh, uh, like um, episodes like how they've done throughout the entire season, mm-hmm. or how they did that 
episode you yeah. know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like you you either take like okay are we going based off of everything they've ever done as a compilation mm-hmm. or are we and we're adding the final to it or are we taking the finale as the decision yeah so i think i i to be honest with you i think this was the most complicated because i feel like all of the queens for the most part were really good and really bad in some yeah. instances mm-hmm. and then each one of them I, so i was just like i was it, it could have been anybody's i was i on, i'm glad when we get to it i'm glad the person who won won mm-hmm. but i mean as much as i hate you can say you know, i said it i just said who won oh i'm sorry i'm glad yeah. bitch won okay and as much as i dislike james she has been very good in this competition she has won so i feel like you know i don't i think this is one of the one of the main well this was the best finale that I've seen of the two seasons. Uh-huh. And this is probably the best finale that I've seen of any competition. Cause in any show competition show I watch, there's mm-hmm. always a clear, in my opinion, a clear winner. Yeah. And for whatever reason, what happens if they mm-hmm. win or lose, you know, I get, I get broken hearted, but here I was like, I, I really don't know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. So I would say, I guess maybe I'm adding to that. That's one of the things I liked about it mm-hmm. was that it was a clear, it was a very like, muddy thing where i was just like this is going to be just you know based off of what they feel i don't feel like this is really it's hard to say Mm -hmm. but yeah uh no i kind of you know i agree with you completely 100 percent, completely agree with you the one thing i didn't like by the way and this is very similar to what you said i felt it was just these two episodes were so fucking pointless yeah i actually don't even have a lot in terms of script or notes because there's not there's really not much to these episodes. I mean, they're literally. I would say there's less here than there was in Wasteland Weekend. Oh, they they literally do f- like six different summaries of the whole season mm-hmm. in <laughs> in both episodes. They do like they do three summaries in the first one. They do a big summary in the t- in episode ten, and then they do two more summaries after that. Yeah. So they do two. They do six full summaries of the season in these two episodes. Yeah, it was. It was. There was a lot of wasted, wasted time, and it was just all kind. Of, there, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. In fact, let's do the cold open first for episode nine, titled "The Reunion." The Boulay brothers have their crew standing at attention, ready for orders. As the Boulay brothers bark their orders, a buzzer goes off, alerting the Boulay brothers that the meat and the frost freezer has defrosted. Did, that, did I get that right there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she says, I told you to defrost some of the meat, not all of it. Yeah. And it was like, that's not how freezers work. Yeah. And also, why would there be an alarm that knows why? all the... Yeah. <laughs> why would you defrost it in the freezer? Did you just turn off the freezer? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Next, Meatball from season one of Dracula escapes from the freezer and scares one of the crew members. Meatball then runs around the industrial space screaming for her life as the Boulay brothers chase her in madcap fashion with a knife. Eventually, Drakmore throws the knife and finishes meatball off before swan decides to carve meatball up for their dinner party Lori, your thoughts on this cold open so first off they're doing a dry run yeah in the in the restaurant kitchen that we've seen a thousand times yeah and um why are they wearing dishwashing gloves <laughs> that was my big thing and why was drac the only one who had them taken off when yeah. she finished killing meatball Swadula kept hers on, and I was just like, "What? What was the point of the? Did they know they were going to have to kill somebody?" That's a really good point. Like, why would if they're doing a dry run? Why would they be wearing? 
dishwashing gloves. <laughs> yeah. And also, they're, ga- they're like fully made up in gowns. Now, that could be part of the joke, that they're always just dressed up. Yeah, you know? I think that, I think because, I think that's the thing, is that yeah. they're always, they're always dressed up. Yeah. But then also what I love is then that they go, they have the one guy who was the, the one they resurrected. Yeah. They have him pour, pretend to pour the wine. Yeah. Which is, I feel like already you're showing that you don't have a lot of confidence in your staff. If you're like, just show me that you can pour wine. This is during the cold open? This is during the cold okay, open. Yeah, this, okay. is the very, this is the very first part. He mm-hmm. pours, so they ask him to pour the wine. He takes the wine bottle, literally not nowhere near the cup, uh-huh. the wine glass, pours it on the floor and just keeps pouring it. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. That did happen. You're right. And then Drac Morta goes, oh, you totally screwed him up when you when you brought him back to life. And Swan Thula says, oh, that doesn't, who cares? He's still really good at other things. And then weeks to the camera. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think he is. If he can't figure out how to put wine in a glass yeah. how is he gonna be able to do other things yeah how is he, if he can't put a wine in a glass how's he gonna put his cock in a vagina you're right <laughs> yeah it's That's like what, you're what part like, really honestly he's better at i i mean not to be not to be a dork but sex is complicated <laughs> like there's a lot going on and i feel like wine in a glass is the one of the more simpler tasks yeah so I want to know yeah. what you're doing in sex that it's so complicated. <laughs> there's, there's a lot. You, don't you have like a lot of pulleys and a lot of, there's a lot of hands flying at you? I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I should just go straight. I, uh, I will say, I will say, when, so then what happens is, yeah, like then they there's a buzzer that goes off and Drek Mortis says, I told you only <laughs> 55 minutes. And then Meatball comes out. You know, I was excited to see Meatball. Yeah, I was excited to see Meatball too. She's screaming. A funny part that they didn't shoot it right, so it's kind of subtle, is that Israel passes out. Yeah, which is very I love funny. that. Yeah, I I laughed out loud yeah. when uh when they did the shot. That guy has a really funny like he did that. He I thought he was really great. Yeah, that that serial killer guy. Mm-hmm. He when he screamed and then Israel passed out. I thought that was <laughs> I really laughed. And yeah. then I also laughed. See, here's the thing. I think this was Swan Thula's idea, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think this was an episode that was Swan Thula's idea. Because if you look at it, Swan, everybody else is having fun. Drac mm-hmm. Morta is like very serious the uh-huh. whole time. Yeah. To the point where I feel like it makes it funny, but in a not funny way. You know, uh-huh. like it makes it like, like when they're, when they're, when she's chasing a uh, meatball. Yeah. And she does that tight turn around the pillar. Like she has, it's like, why don't you just step to the side <laughs> and stab her? But she's like, I got to make it look like I'm trying to, to kill her, but yeah. I can't. And yeah. it's like, so I just feel like Drac Morta just made it so specific. Mm-hmm. Cause she's like, it has to make sense. It has to make sense why I can't kill her at this moment. <laughs> yeah. But Lori's talking about, then they do this very like madcap, uh, yeah, like, Benny Hill kind of. Yeah, Benny Hill. Like, like, yeah, they were going in and out of doors, and like, yeah, like they don't know. And then, like, and then at one point, Meatball's chasing them. You yeah, know? and they're going through each door, like they're going through different doors. Which, by the way, like you need more than two doors technically to do a Benny Hill because the whole point is that they're like all running out of different doors. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, it's only two doors. I'm not gonna say. You know, yeah, I'm I not got- gonna be like, oh, they had, you know, that was done. I thought, I thought, I was like, I would say this is my favorite one. It's the best of the cold opens that they've had. Yeah. 
Well, this is this is the first cold open. Then there was the second and third cold open. Oh yeah, well, I'm, of of the of the cold opens that they had this season so far, it's yeah. the best one that they've had. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, it's time for the dinner party. Literally, I'm, I'm guys. I'm gonna do the whole episode in like two paragraphs. Here we go. The Boulain brothers next revive the corpses of the eliminated contestants. There's a nod to Drag Race as they do it before the corpses lie on stage, and the Boulain brothers bring the corpses back to life in a demonic ceremony. I'm actually gonna stop there actually because it sounds like you want to talk about this open here where um, there's the part they did it last. It's, it's almost a repeat of last season. Where uh, yeah. they go into this weird hallway and all the dead drag queens are sitting there. Uh, yeah. And then she looks at the camera and says, if you can't hate yourself, how in the hell are you going to hate somebody else? Which she winks at the camera like, this is so clever. But actually, Mimi I'm First, drag queen, drag, ra- drag race legend Mimi I'm First said that at a finale. Uh, oh, really? A, couple, a few years ago. So I think well, the first also, time it's said. like, I don't really know too much about... You know, like, I feel like I'm learning more, so I can't really keep saying I don't know that much about mm-hmm. Drag Race. Mm-hmm. But I will say that, like, for a reference to, for me to get a reference, you have to be pretty, like, you have to be pretty blatant. And I, as soon as she said that, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you know, oh, you think you're so clever. It's just, uh, I don't know. I thought that was a little, I thought that was like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. we get it. You don't like them. You don't like that show. You know why you don't like that show? Because it's a better show. <laughs> because they actually know how to edit. But what, um, okay, and then they went on the stage and they did this whole like almost like witchcraft summoning the the spirits back uh kind of séance uh, revival of the corpses. What were your thoughts on what were your thoughts on that? I I was googling and I don't know if somebody in the chat room can tell is that a reference to something because I felt like that went on so long mm-hmm. that I was like this has got to be like a reference to a movie mm-hmm. or I something because I I was trying to find like a movie I mean there I did find movies that involve séances but mm-hmm. I didn't see anything that like was like specifically this Mm -hmm. but oh and then i i watched it twice i watched this cold open twice and what i didn't realize in the first the first one was that when they first get into the dungeon Mm -hmm. and they're talking about you know they're whispering to each other about moniki Mm -hmm. they're lifting up her mask they want to lift up her mask to see what's underneath yeah so that that full-on when they see her face but you don't even know that they lift up the mask they don't first they don't it's like they could have done so much with it. They could have put like a stocking over the camera, lifted up the can the stocking, and then done that. The, literally, Jack Mortar just kind of touches like the side of the camera, and then goes ugh, and then just or, uh, you know. Or they could have done that old timey joke where they lift up the mask and there's another mask. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know. Look, don't, don't, I'm going to get to when get to the dinner party. There's a lot of things that they do that make no sense. Um, but yeah. I, I can I? To, oh, can I just yeah. ask a request? Yeah. And I feel like you're going to say no. When we get to the end, can we just not talk about filth? Can we just move on? Can we just go to the? Can we just skip? Can we go to horror and glamour? I just don't want to talk about. Lori, this is a very you know this is has to be a complete <laughs> recap. God, okay? damn we have it. to cover everything anyway. Uh, what I wanted to say was, I don't know if you agree with me, the, the, the seance, I thought it went very long, but it was very stylized and very good. But if you think about it, that's all Vander Von Odd. Vander Von Odd is the production designer. And I thought it looked really good. 
Uh, yeah, it looked really cool. The the girls, the Boulet brothers looked amazing. Uh, the it, it looked really eerie. It actually looked legit. If the whole show kind of had that feel, it could have been a really good show. Yeah, I think that they have. That's the thing that frustrates me is that they have flashes where it's that, but then they then they'll cut to like you know okay meet us on the balcony and then they go oh i think the girls are coming to the balcony you know it's just like can you just oh what the hell guys come on so yeah i i really liked i i i mean i thought the beginning wasn't terrible it wasn't as terrible as other beginnings i will say that okay but it was just long let's get into the body of it at the dinner party Abhora reveals that she was a fan of season one. James and Monique run into each other at the airport. Monique then said something that pissed Swan off. I couldn't get what she said. Uh, and then Monique <clears throat> interrupted Drac, which pissed off Drac and forced Drac to scold the girls. Erica reveals she was attracted to a distant cousin. A lot of drama came up with little to no context. Like, yeah. They, they wouldn't tell you what they were like. No. Oh, well, we all know what you were doing, Monique, on Instagram. You want to talk about that? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Okay, anyway, Disasterina loses her accent again. Kendra goes all in against her teammates. Something happened with Monique on social media, but again, there's little to no context. And the floor is open to questions, and the only question that is asked is by Erica Clash. And she asks, Abhor, why do you lie? Your thoughts on this dinner party, Lori? Uh, so first off... Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how happy I was when I first saw Erica Clash with a thing in her mouth. And I thought, oh, she's going to be silent the whole time. (laughs) (sighs) God damn it. I was just so like, you know what? You can't put something, you can't wear a costume. Mm -hmm. And then that specifically makes it seem like you're not going to talk. And then talk for Mm -hmm. most, for like half of the friggin' dinner. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, that was one of my frustrations, but, um, I just, I don't know. I just thought it was just, like you said, I thought it was weird that they gave no, uh, no, like context for what was happening. I thought I did, I did laugh. One of the things that I do like that they've done a couple of times throughout this whole season Mm -hmm. is, is somebody will make a bold statement and then Mm -hmm. they'll literally cut to like the opposite. So they'll be like, this is going to be a rager. And then they cut to them sleeping yeah. or, you know, sh- so Dolly in the, um, when they were taught, when they did like the one of four or six summaries, Dolly was saying about Kendra. She's like, I like her. She says what she feels. She's in, she, you know, and she's no drama. And then they literally cut to Kendra going, I'll fight anybody. <laughs> if anyone has something to say, uh, I would say, if anyone has something to say, you can handle it in the grass and there's plenty of grass to go around. Like, I never even thought that about that. That's a good point. So I thought that was funny. Then, But then I, what I thought was interesting was we find out from when Abhor said that she was a fan. Yeah. We find out from the, the, the based on this first season, which... I guess I should have figured, but it's always because they always have things that are inedible. Mm-hmm. So I just assume that they're actually not eating and drinking, but that they get drunk on the during the dinner, which is like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, they want them drunk. Yeah, because they, they kept coming back and refilling those glasses of wine. Yeah. And you, you could just... tell Felony Dodger was three sheets of the wind. Oh, yeah. Well, she when she made that weird pivot when they were like, what did you know, what did it feel like being, you know, kicked off first and she was like well it was you know it was it was sad and it just i just felt like lack of confidence but i really hate monique 
It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just like she was just really a bad attitude during the during the elimination. She kept screaming for Vicodin and Which I want to stop that because that that's interesting because that um extermination challenge was the piercing, correct? Yeah, and Monique seemed the the most Calm. okay out of all of them. Wasn't she just like, yeah, keep going, whatever? She was like even like into it. She was like getting turned on. Yeah, so I didn't understand. But that's again, that's another example of no context. What is she talking about? That's not what we saw on camera. Yeah, which maybe that would be good for an editor show. Like, oh, here's behind the scenes footage you never saw, and show like Monique screaming and crying, or at least talk about that, or have someone explain because. That was not the experience that we saw, and that made no sense to me. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand. And then, yeah, I, 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 I was a little disappointed that the thing that, because uh, remember in the preview for the last one, we see uh, Drac Morta say, "I've, I'm, you know, I'm done talking about this. Do you hear me? I'm done talking about this." And I what thought, was "Ooh, that that's going to be because it was Monique. Yeah, it was Monique saying about how she and James." You know, are fine. Are, yeah, was, and she's all like, "That's enough." Yeah, you interrupted me, weird. and now we're done talking about that. Okay, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Does everyone understand what I'm talking about? And they got super awkward. <laughs> and then, literally, the next thing they say is, "So, what is everybody's relationship with James like?" <laughs> <laughs> let's go and let's talk about it. And Monique's like, "Well, do I talk about it now?" Oh, it's so funny. You're right. You're right. That, that that show makes no sense. We're done talking about that, okay? Swan, go ahead. Yeah. And then also like again, this is another thing that really annoyed me. I can't I lost track of ca- times I had I counted uh-huh. how many times James or somebody kept mentioning that James is is a cunt or an asshole mm-hmm. when you first meet him but then when you really get to know him he's a really nice guy and people just really need to get to know him because yeah. he's a really nice guy mm-hmm. and it's like no fuck you you need to start being nicer you could tell me that there's a you know a gorgeous chocolate cake mm-hmm. sur- uh in a bowl you know sur- covered in shit i'm not gonna go through the shit to get to the cake yeah like just give me the cake like why is it that you have to be an asshole why is it that why can't you just be nice and then so that way when people get to know you they go oh you're nice you know it's just like i i hate people who are like that who are like so guarded mm-hmm. I, I used to work with this girl who um at this uh, food delivery service who was just a bitch to everybody and she was like um you know i just i don't like being making friends because p- it's people leave really quickly and i mm-hmm. just get you know i just feel like i shouldn't really put myself out there and i was like this isn't nom people aren't just dying <laughs> yeah like they're just moving to another job like calm down like people are just so so yeah i just i can't tell you how many times i got sick of them saying that mm-hmm. and it's just like just be nice why is it i mean bitch pudding you know she was nice well that's why like if you notice i mean i think there's i think there's they must have been told by the producer to say <sighs> nice things about all of them kind of because they're all like well i guess once you get to know james she's fine but then None except for Disasterina, they all thought they all voted for bitch or Victoria Elizabeth Black. Yeah, yeah, and they said things that were patently. I wouldn't say true. They'd be like, no, no, uh, they would say like, 
you know, uh, no offense, James, but their looks were just better than yours. I'm like, look, I, I do not like James Majesty's, but I will say she brought it on the looks. You she, can't critique yeah. James on the looks. She won. I didn't she she won like a majority of the challenges. And so honestly, like, yeah, I think it was her her uh attitude mm-hmm. that she just has this attitude where she just like is constantly great. She's just a grading person, you know? And I just feel like people just yeah, I just it's just 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 be nice in the beginning and then you don't have to worry about how people perceive you. We have so. a part where Erica then reveals because you know the the, the Boulet brothers ask her you know like you you said you were attracted to a family member and Erica just reveals it was like a distant cousin that's related to her dad's side that she never really sees and she was like oh that'd be kind of hot which I think any normal person would react like that that, that sounds normal yeah it does but I will say <clears throat> that the thing that weirded me out was that she had a very specific thing where she was like. Yeah, I was like, I- I'd blow you on the way to the grocery store. Like, what? That was weird. That was like, I felt like that was a thing that that really possibly happened. happened. <laughs> okay, yeah, like, like that was like, I was like, that's specific. All right. Uh, they they talked to Disasterina, but every it seems like Disasterina uh, behind the scenes must have been really cool because it seems like everybody loved Disasterina. They loved her. I was shocked by yeah. that. I was like. I they loved her. Although I do think it's funny. Did you watch the audition video where she's like, she's she, the top half of a disasterina is like whipping somebody, and then the bottom half is like a slave. I'm like, yeah. it's obviously the same guy. It's yeah, disasterina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, they must have really liked her. Well, there are a couple of people like nobody really hated Erica. No, they all liked Erica too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so and and I feel like. Um. Yeah, I feel like nobody liked James. Okay. I feel like most people liked Bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody really liked Apora. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I feel like you know most people were kind of like okay with her. I think Kendra, which I which we learn in in episode ten, but Kendra, I guess, was nice to everybody, but then kind of went off on people. You yeah, know, that's what I wanted to dinner. talk about. Yeah, so everyone should know, like, they brought up the fact, you know, on the, on the episode where Kendra went home, it was a, a, a rock challenge. And and again, once again, breaking the illusion of the show, they revealed that there were, there were at least two rehearsals that uh, Kendra didn't show up for. And it turns into this fight. What's funny is Kendra did that thing that when, like, someone, she's really good at it, I will say, but when they... um. When they're confronted with facts about how they're wrong, they pivot. So then yeah. she was like, I went to the two rehearsals. I went to one of two rehearsals that were scheduled. And that was a thing. That was weird, right? But then someone yeah. was like, yeah, but you were six hours late. And she goes, and you guys still weren't ready. But the, yeah. Like, yeah, we weren't ready because you were six hours late. Yeah. She was like, and hey, what did you guys have done? It's like, you were supposed to be part of the rehearsal. Yeah. Like, yeah, I had that. I had that a lot when I used to do like improv and sketch and stuff. Mm-hmm. You'd have people who just wouldn't show up and then they'd be like, yeah, but like, what'd you guys really get done? It's like, okay, dude, we have rehearsals for a reason. Yeah. It, it would. So, <clears throat> I, I yeah, was, I, was, I thought it was. And also six hours. How long were the fucking rehearsals? <laughs> I know. And by the way, again, speaking of um, the Wasteland weekend, their rehearsal, and this is where you kind of sided with Kendra, was them just playing the instruments like and lip syncing the song. 
Yeah. They were like, we spent weeks working on this and we're really proud of it. And it's going to be awesome. And we're, we have really honed our characters and it's literally just them <laughs> lip syncing. And then, I mean, if you look, if you go back and look at them ba- dancing in the background, they're mm-hmm. really not, they're just kind of swaying to the music. Yeah. Just so they didn't even do anything in the background. Yeah. I, I don't know. That was, that was also shady and weird too. Let's also talk about, there's a moment where the Boulay brothers, and maybe it was for legal reasons or whatever, they, but then don't bring it up. They bring up some sort of drama that happened with Monique Shame. Yeah. On social media and another person they won't say. Now, maybe someone here in the chat room knows. I did a very casual search about what they were talking about. But for everyone listening at home, uh, while we wait for the chat room to maybe give us an answer of what they were talking about, um, is. It would be as if I did this on the if we did this on the show. Hey, Lori, <clears throat> tell me about the time. Remember when you were doing that one contest in Huntington Beach and that thing happened? Well, what do you have to say about that? Oh well, I just you know I just have to say that I just you know sometimes I feel like you know comedy is subjective and sometimes you know you do things that people don't necessarily like or they find you know that they don't find funny. But it's like you know if you don't like it if you were laughing at other things in my act mm-hmm. and that was one thing you didn't like, mm-hmm. then that's just one thing you didn't like. You know, my whole set isn't terrible. Yeah. You know, but, then, but-, but I was talking to um, Johnny and Melissa and, and uh, they were telling me that you were making fun of um, Bill behind his back and that Norma Jean was really just, she saw it and she told them too. I thought we weren't getting into specifics. No, that, that's, <laughs> but, but it's people that they don't know, and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> two, one word: Bill, Melissa, and then also um, Bev. Yeah, and Bev, Bev was really upset. Yeah, Bev was really. Upset. She took her teeth out. See, but you yeah. think they don't know what they're talking about. Okay, now again, the chat room has delivered. User Humble Pie told us that uh, Monique was racist to another drag queen who's going to be on actually RuPaul's Drag Race season eleven this year, named Soju. She was racist to Soju online and then denied it despite there being proof. Um, she called uh, Soju an Asian slur. And then the Boulay's response, yeah, and this is true. Then the Boulay's did this, but actually the weird Boulay's had this response, this weird pivot that I actually think was kind of racist. And uh, maybe, but I want to hear what your interpretation of what they said was. Yeah. So, uh, so one of the things that was weird was I thought that he, so they say, obviously, what they're saying is that Monique got hate for saying this political rant. Mm-hmm. For or not political rant for saying for saying a racist slur on mm-hmm. social media. Okay, mm-hmm. so they were saying that the reason why Trump won, yeah, was because yeah. Uh, instead of embracing people who say racial slurs, mm-hmm. we should be <laughs> we're telling them to go kill themselves. Yes, and we're telling them we hate them. So what they're doing is instead of vocalizing their racial slurs, they're keeping it inside. Mm-hmm. And so then they're not changing. And that's why later on they're still racist yeah. because it's our fault. But they're racist in private. They're racist in private because we're not reaching our hands out and going, hey, let me show you why this is wrong. <laughs> Which it's like, to me, it's like, okay, you know, you read articles and you see, I, I just watched this 
coincidentally just watched this thing about this black guy in the South who's like befriending KKK members. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you I could be like, okay, that's kind of, that's nice because like when you get to a certain point you're in your insular, mm-hmm. I know I've had thoughts yeah. where I've been like, you know, things about like LGBT, even LGBT community where I've been like, I don't know if I like this or I don't know. And then I'll think about it. I'll be like, no, that's just how I was raised. And I fear, I fear, you know, things that I don't understand. And so I just have to, you know, I just have to learn more about it and I have to be more compassionate. And it's like, why do I, you know, and it's the same thing with, with, I think with race stuff, it's like when you're insular, you may have an opinion about stuff, but you know, when you're saying a racial slur, Mm -hmm. you're saying it for a reason. Nobody says the N word, to a black person because they think that they're going to like it. You know, mm-hmm. nobody said, I mean, in a hateful way, nobody says like, Oh, I'm a, no white person goes, I'm going to say this N word to this guy. Cause he, I know he's going to be like, Hey, nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know what, you know what emotion you want to evoke from that. Mm-hmm. So I think what they're trying to say is a problem. What we have to remember is these are older white men mm-hmm. and one of the things that I have to keep reminding myself with this, with them and with, uh, I think our society in general is there's a very real problem. Well, we are victimizing the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying, Hey, stop doing that. We're saying, no, let's take care of them. Let's, let's nurture them. Mm-hmm. And so we're harming the actual victim. Nobody's checking to see if Soju's fine. Nobody's saying, Hey, I'm sorry to that. You know, like even Monique was like, I apologize so many times. Mm-hmm. And then, and even Jack Morton was like, I, I admire you for apologizing. I think it's great that you and this person got together and now you're friends. It's like nobody checked, nobody, the forefront of the whole thing should be, how did this person feel about it? Mm-hmm. And how did this person deal with it? And I think they should have brought that person on the, sh- on the show and they should have talked it out. Cause it's like, you know, it's not, their it's not their um responsibility to make the person who says the terrible thing feel good about themselves mm-hmm. they should feel bad now do you do i think they should say you should kill yourself no of course not mm-hmm. but i think that you know two wrongs don't make a, a right you can't mm-hmm. say like oh um you know because somebody said kill yourself we should never say that somebody what somebody's doing is wrong mm-hmm. no i don't think i think you should be stern but truthful. And I think you should say that is wrong. And that's how I've, that's what happened to me in my life. People have been stern, but truthful. And they've said, you are wrong. You need to move on. You know, I'll be open. I had a thing for a while where I thought that um, I used to get in arguments with people and this is really dumb, Mm -hmm. but I legitimately was like, I don't understand what the big deal with blackface is. Mm -hmm. I don't. And it's because I didn't know, Mm -hmm. I didn't know. And I should have researched it Mm -hmm. and I should have talked about it more with people. And I Mm -hmm. should have done, I should have done it. But because I was very much egotistical and I was in my twenties, I was like, Oh, you know, I, I know exactly what why people are complaining because they just want to be little bitch babies. And Mm -hmm. so, and I had friends who were like, no, you are wrong. You need to do your homework. You need to research mm-hmm. why this is an issue. And mm-hmm. I did. And now I know. So I think that's something that should happen. But I don't think people should have been like, oh, I'm so sorry you said that. And I'm so sorry. I feel so bad for you. And I feel like we should we should hold your hand and guide you through this. And, mm-hmm. you know, no, that's ridiculous. And so I I get really frustrated when people are saying like, oh, no we need to, as a community, we need to support people and we need to support them and do, no, we just need to be ourselves. 
I don't have time to educate people on what, why what they're doing is, is, is stupid and wrong and mean. Mm -hmm. They need to do that for themselves. It's not my responsibility. I have, I work two jobs and I have basically another full-time job with just comedy. I have no time to help bigots. Mm -hmm. I don't. So if they can't help themselves, then you know what? The only way that they can learn is if they get, you know, if they, if they just get cut out of society, if people Mm -hmm. just say, I'm not dealing with you anymore. Mm -hmm. And then they learn. So I know I went on a really long rant. I'm sorry. Okay. You can cut out a lot of that. <laughs> anyway, my point was this. Uh, is is it, it made no sense. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Not to defend them at all. But I think maybe what they were getting at, and, and I think there is a problem on the left a little bit, is... And I'm not necessarily – I agree with this or, or don't agree with this. I'm not staying in a position. But I think really what the matter, what the problem is with with people on the right not, – I mean, not people – not problem with people on the right. What we saw with the Trump election wasn't as simple as there we didn't make these races feel better. But I do think if people on the right, uh, especially in the red states, have a legitimate complaint is that there are some people on the left – who are so like, I'm smart, you're dumb because you live in Arkansas. We have this figured out, dummies. So you you're too dumb to realize that um what you're too dumb to understand. And so of course you like people like Trump. And so we liberals, we've figured it out. We're from New York. We're from Los Angeles. We know we know how this goes down. And you're and all you like, oh y'all, you know, you guys you and so what happened was I feel they do vote against their best interest because they're they're more angry like Oh, you think I'm so fucking stupid? Well, if you think I'm stupid, fuck you. Here's what I'm going to do. And it, it didn't yeah. really matter. And so what it turned into, it wouldn't really have to do with Trump. Not for everybody. I think there are people who, obviously, there are 32% of this country love Trump no matter what he does. But there's an element of them that just love him because even if it hurts them, they don't care. He's he's fucking giving it to this fucking Nancy Pelosi who thinks she's better than them and this fucking Chuck Schumer who he thinks he's better than them and this fucking Kamala Harris and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, they just fucking think they're so much smarter than us with their fancy degrees. And so um, I think that is part of the real problem. I could see where they're going. It's kind of related to what they're saying, but that doesn't, but I don't think any of that means abiding with racism. I think you can stand, that's like saying like with what Steve King said, for people who are listening in the future, a congressman said some, that what was wrong with white nationalism kind of thing is, um, and he was criticized for it. Is like, are we supposed to go like, no, Steve, listen, I want you to meet some people of color and that'll change your mind. No, it's not going to change his mind. No. Yeah. That yeah, that was ridiculous. Thank you. That that's been the politics hour here at uh, Dracula. Um, okay, and then finally, Erica. I mean, Erica asked Abora, why did Abora lie? I actually didn't understand this conversation, and I felt no. Abora pivoted in a weird way. Like, yeah, you're they right. I lied. What'd you say? I felt like they both did. They both were having a conversation that they had previously well, had. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think that they both had a conversation they previously... Because Erica asked a question. Mm-hmm. Abora answered in 
to a different question. Yeah. And then Erica just was like, well, I'm going to ignore your answer and I'm just going to say what I wanted to say anyways. <laughs> yeah. It was like talking to my, it was like listening to my parents argue. Uh-huh. It's like my, you know, my mom just will always have like a pre, you know, and no matter what you say, my mom has like a pre thing that she yeah. wants to get out. So she's, she doesn't even really care what you should be like, you know, why didn't you, why didn't you take out the trash bill? And then mm-hmm. my dad will say something. And then my mom will be like, you never do anything, you know, just yeah. like, okay. So not my dad really could say I was having a heart attack <laughs> and my mom could still be like, well, well, what was your excuse the other 10 times? You weren't having a heart attack then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She, um, she's a good pivoter. All right. So then that's the end of episode nine. Let's move on to episode 10, the finale. In the cold open, the Boulay brothers summon the gay spirit that inspired Dracula. Uh, drag queen Divine represented filth. Vampira was horror. And Liberace was glamour. Next, we get to see the unused extermination scenes for the final three competitors. Victoria Elizabeth Black was poisoned by tea. Bitch Pudding was summoned to a porta potty for a good time and then murdered a la the pizza guy. And James Majesty is killed in a swimming pool. I have so much to say about the James Majesty one. I, I, Why was he... Wait, how do you know that it was the pizza guy? No, 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 no. I'm just saying they ki- the Boulets killed him, her the same way they killed the pizza guy. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. I was like, I didn't see, I didn't see the... Yeah, I have, I have a lot to say about the... Also, I just think it's funny that they threw that in there because it's like you know they were like, "Look, we got this. St- we got this stuff already in the can." Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just let's just put it out there. Let's just we might as well use it. So let's yeah. talk, let's talk about that cold open where they did, where they um, summon the gay spirits and you know Dracula divine, and then we see the the death scenes. What were your thoughts on Victoria's uh, death? She was poisoned by tea in a garden. I have a question. Yeah. What does scrying mean? scrying they're probably yeah. making fun of smizing you know what smizing is uh is that no i don't it's a term from uh, america's next top model when they it's a it's advice they give the girls where you smile with your eyes okay oh. so maybe scrying is smiling while you're crying or scowling while you're crying. i don't know what scrying is though yeah okay i just didn't know i thought maybe that was a Mm-hmm. phrase it but yeah i so first victoria sees the tea the, the, the victoria takes a spoon stirs it in the tea yeah and then the puts the the spoon down doesn't look at it and Does, the spoon is now completely dissolved but would it also just feel lighter like wouldn't you like that's yeah. weird this spoon i put in this tea feels suddenly like it dissolved yeah and then and then when she when she was like uh when she was throwing up purple stuff or blue stuff mm-hmm. she then grabs the spoon for no reason it was like why did you grab the spoon yeah like, it's like why are you looking at it now so that was weird and then bitch pudding goes to a porta potty in the middle of the desert mm-hmm. uh and because there's a note which who knows where that note actually was which is for a good time, find yeah. me or call yeah. me or whatever. It's like, how did she find you? Yeah. Did she contact the pizza place? Like, is this pizza place just a just a way station for <laughs> for psychopaths? Yeah. Um and then she goes, I did I will say though, when she gets in the uh porta potty and she's being killed, she does scream out, That's not supposed to go in there. That, oh, she I, does? Know, I didn't hear that. that. Okay, that. yeah. Now we have James Majesty. Okay. Uh, oh, dear. Yeah, because the, the bitch pudding one seemed lazy, I'll be honest with you. The bitch pudding one, I feel like they 
were like, we look, bitch, I know that you think you're going to win this, mm-hmm. and but we still got to film a, a death scene for you. And mm-hmm. we, you know, we're running out of time. So if you could just, you know, just film it and just get it over with, we'd really appreciate it. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Breaking news here. Breaking news. We got the definition here for scrying. That's seeing the future. It's the ability to see the future normally with a oh. crystal, normally with a crystal ball. I actually made up a whole gay definition about smiling while you're crying, though. Yeah, well, yeah. you pivoted. Yeah, there you go. So. Look, at least, at least at least I came up with something. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's talk about James Majesty. So, on James Majesty, he's sitting with his feet dangling in the pool, in heels, in heels. Yeah, he's, he's wearing heels in the pool, and he's and he's on like some sort of sex app, like Grinder or something, and. He sees a guy at his daddy. Now, once again, he does that thing where he's, like, talking to himself. Oh, see, if I was a person, because I don't know if this is, like, a community. This is a community pool. If I was in the apartments, I would literally look down and go, is that guy talking to that guy's talking to himself. Honey, yeah. call the police. Yeah, that man is talking to himself. No one ever does it on Grinder. No one's ever like, okay, daddy. Maybe that, right? But then you're not going, like... Legitimately, the next time you're on Grinder, try talking to yourself at the speed and volume at which James Majesty talked to himself that entire time uh-huh. and see how crazy you feel the next time you're on Grinder. Literally, he goes like a full three minutes without stopping. Yeah, but then here's the thing, and this is what I want to get to. Is so let me get to it. So like there's a guy in Grinder who hits him up, right? Uh-huh. And and then it says like eight feet away, nine feet away, you know, nine, sorry, nine feet away, eight feet away, five feet away, four feet away, three feet away, two feet, two feet away, one foot away, right? Yeah. And every time he's looking around, and he's like, "Daddy, daddy, you're three feet away. Daddy, you're two feet away. Daddy, where are you? You're only one yeah. foot away." At that point, are you? Aren't you like? There's something going on here. Then we see from like a Jaws position that the Boulet brothers are now swimming. Yeah. Right. He's not seen a figure in the pool? No, apparently not. And even though as he's counting, his legs are for some reason getting further and further apart as he's counting down. Yeah, and then the phone works in the pool? I I, I guess so. I don't know. There's a lot about this that didn't... Uh, First off, he was 10 feet away when he first got on there. 10 feet is not that long. No, it's very close. Yeah. So I have no idea. And he's looking around, and I would think, like, if I saw someone was 10 feet away and I couldn't see them, I would be very, I would be like, I'm going to, I'm going to go. This is weird. Yeah, this is, this is beyond creepy. Yeah, I, I, don't would, I wouldn't keep going like, oh my God. I you know what? If he would have done like, I'm really scared. What does he keep saying one feet away? But he's all like, and he's like, oh, daddy, you're only one foot away. Show yourself to me, daddy. He was basically like, uh, um. What's his face in uh in the in the James uh Disasterina in the shower? Oh, he yeah, was basically yeah. like getting himself turned on simply by the fact that a man was close to him. Yeah. Like it was like if I was a man, I'd be like, This is weird. Like yeah, yeah, this yeah. is this is making me if I was like, let's say he was ten feet away and he was just swimming up to him, mm-hmm. you're seeing a guy literally have sex with himself <laughs> waiting for you to come to come to meet him. That's you're like really hot, Lori. <laughs> oh, that's pretty okay. That's I guess really hot. I, oh, okay. All right, here we go. You know what? I just don't know gay men. 
Yeah, here we go. So now we move on. Now, by the way, we're going to literally go through the whole episode in about 20 seconds. Here we go. The girls talk in the boudoir. The girls talk about their experience of being on Dracula. Later in the confessionals, Victoria says she has always been creative. Jay's Majesty wants to be the face of drag. And Bitch Pudding was bullied and played video games. Uh, in next, we're, we treated a, a lengthy series of video packages recounting each of the girls' journeys on Dracula. Finally, we see the floor show as each girl shows three different looks that demonstrates glamour, filth, and horror. After the deliberations and judgment, Bitch Pudding is named the winner of Dracula Season 2. Lori, we're going to give your final thoughts on the episode and the season, but let's talk about each of the looks. Glamour. Did you have any big thoughts on the glamour? The glamour, I don't really know how to differentiate them or talk about them. I don't think people who listen to this show by this point care. Yeah, but who so did the, you who did you feel won this glamour challenge? I thought Bitch Putty won glamour. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought she won glamour. I didn't like <clears throat> Victoria's glamour. I honestly feel like if Victoria possibly had uh, a better glamour, she might have been the winner. But I, I felt like her glamour was what was really bad. Okay, I, and I can so, go with that with the with the short skirt. Is that what you're talking about? It was short, and it also cut her off. It was like that see-through thing. That, so just, like they said, it cut off her height. It just completely cut off her height. Yeah. yeah. And she also had that weird thing around her face. So I just honestly think that I thought James Majesty's, I liked her mm-hmm. outfit. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I just felt like, I don't know. I just, I liked bitch puddings. Okay. More. So for Glamour, you're saying that bitch won um, Glamour. That's Lori. And I'm saying that James won Glamour. See, I, I liked his. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that's bad. I just, for me, I just personally liked bitches more. Now, for Filth, which was, who did you think won Filth? So I thought Victoria won Filth. So then in Horror, so um, Victoria is the I one thought that, that uh, hold James on, hold Majesty. On, Lori, we're not done with Filth. We're not done with Filth. So Victoria did this uh, one where she was like is that the one where she did the neck the necrophilia that's the one when she did the necrophilia oh, yeah. yeah so victoria was a, like she her, her look was kind of basic but she got on top of a corpse and had sex with the corpse and pulled out his intestines that's everything that was really gross didn't you think that was gross Lori? and that was your favorite one and also the boulets loved that one too that was their favorite one i thought it was the best performance mm-hmm. of all of them i felt like the other ones we're just like, look at this gross thing I'm doing. Whereas I feel like hers was actually a performance. That's why I liked hers the most. Oh, okay. Um, all right. My favorite, was, uh, and then um, my favorite for filth actually was um, Bitch Pudding. Oh, God. So for those of you, you know. oh, no. those oh. of you listening, Bitch Pudding came out as like this, like, <sighs> it was a very different, is everything okay? Yeah. No, I'm fine. It was a very different look. It was like she came out in this like short, dark-haired bob. She kind of remember in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Simone, the waitress. Yeah, she kind of looked like her, but she's a janitor. But she's like really filthy, gross teeth, and she has like a bucket and a mop. And then the bucket is just full of just like gross, dirty water, and she's like mopping the floor. And then at one point, she takes a glass. Oh God, no. And she fills it with dirty water, and then she oh. like chugs the dirty water. And you know what the part was really filthy and gross? When she took this, and I don't know, because like the dirty water, you can say, oh, it's just like really light chocolate milk or something like that, right? No. Then she takes like these clumps of... <laughs> 
She takes these clumps of hair oh, and she starts eating the clumps of hair. How would she get around that? How would she? How would I don't understand the effect on oh. that? Lori, what were your thoughts when you saw her eating the clumps of hair? Oh my god. Oh, it was the worst thing ever. It was the worst thing ever. Uh, I hated every minute of that. But that's why why I gave it to her for filth. No, but see, that's just gross. It's like, it's like just, oh, look at this gross thing I'm doing. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not, there's no performance. There's Mm -hmm. no story involved. Mm -hmm. And then it was also like dirty water. It was literally in hair. It was literally, and then she sucked on, oh, she sucked on her toes. She sucked on her toes. Now, by the way, because as we know, we talked about in this show, but I think in season one, when you see, you imagine yourself drinking dirty water. Like you can't control yourself, so that you just have to chug this dirty water. Is that correct? Uh, yes, I will say though that I've gotten better. For example, I am not barfing right now, mm-hmm. so that proves that I've gotten better. Um, yeah. I'm very close, but uh, yeah, I would imme- I would imagine, and I would immediately throw up. It used to be like a complete thing where I would mm-hmm. just automatically throw up. Yeah. Um, and then I and then I have it. But yeah, it's still pretty gross. It mm-hmm. still grosses me out more than anything in the world. Mm-hmm. Like I legitimately think that this is the best way to do fat camp is just have me watch that episode every single time before I eat. And then I'll just never want to eat again. That's a good so, point. Everyone should know that Lori and I have another uh, podcast called Fat Camp where we're helping each other lose weight. Oh, yeah. I was doing the, the dra- Dragula thing where I just don't mention context mm-hmm. and then just... <laughs> Yeah. Just have them have them piece together what they think might happen. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's go move over to horror. Who was your favorite for horror? Uh, oh, and then well, and then James for the hot dog. That wasn't really gross. That was just kind of. Eh. It was okay. like a different kind of filth. It wasn't, a, but it wasn't on par with the other girls. Yeah. So for uh, horror, I thought uh, James won. Oh, really? What was James's yeah. horror look again? It was a clown. Okay. I oh. I have like a I also have a fear of clowns. Interesting. Okay. <clears throat> but it was really creepy. So. So it's funny how you and I had different ones, but we had the, the different person for each category. So for Victor for horror, I had Victoria Elizabeth Black. I thought she looked incredible as that old hag. Witch. I liked that. I liked it too. Um. See, I I just think it goes either way. It's such a fine, sharp yeah. razor line. You know. So I think at this point, like you and I have three different people for three different challenges, but but basically the scorecard is the same. If you give each, let's say you give each one fifty points, even on both of our scorecards, um, yeah, each queen has fifty points. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, uh, or a hundred points and then actually. One of the things that frustrated me was that <clears throat> so when they talked, so then they finish right, mm-hmm. and they talk to him, okay. Mm-hmm. And then you go on this whole long thing where they just basically talk about their journey again. Mm-hmm. And then one of the things that, that uh, I think it was Swan Thula said, or Jack Morta said, was I had asked you in the beginning, what who is Victoria uh, Elizabeth Black? Yeah. And I now know who Victoria Elizabeth Black is. But they don't say it. <laughs> like, it's like, who is it? Like, mm-hmm. tell us. Yeah, I still don't know. Yeah. It's just like, I it, again, context. You know, mm-hmm. like share, share, please share the information with the audience. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that really frustrated me. But um, and then I also liked in the deliberations when they go through everything mm-hmm. and Jack Morta goes into very severe detail about exactly everything that um, bitch did. Mm-hmm. 
and also while showing the video mm-hmm. and it's just really traumatizing and then at the end they go swanthula goes okay i'm gonna go tell uh we're gonna i'm gonna go announce who the winner is and Dragon yeah. is like well i hope it's the same winner that i think it is <laughs> <laughs> like wait a second you guys didn't share that and then they agree, and it's like, well, thank God you guys agree. What would have happened if you had both said a different name? Yeah. Yeah, she whispers it in her ear. Yeah. I completely agree. It would be funny if it was like, and the winner of Drag Race is Victoria Elizabeth Black Bitch Pudding. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then Bitch walks down the runway, and they pour blood on her, a la Carrie. And that's the end of the season. Now, Lauren, Which, did, yeah, go ahead. I still feel like they should pour blood on the people who lost. Yeah, I but then that's not like, like Carrie. That's not Carrie. I know, but what I they should do better. is they should have trap doors on the ones who lost. Yeah, and then they just go away. So, Lori, any final thoughts? First of all, before we go on the season, any final thoughts on this particular episode? Uh, Kamala Harris, twenty twenty. Okay. Um, no, we solved racism, yeah, so that's sure good. Did. And and um, I would say that I again, I think that that one of the things that I hope going forward with the third season that we see mm-hmm. is just a very like show us interesting things, mm-hmm. like when they were in the dinner. When they were saying at the very end, when they said, "Okay, now meet us in the balcony for some uh, a nightcap," mm-hmm. why couldn't you just do it there? Why couldn't you just have them have do a shot, you know, a night uh, a nightcap there? Mm-hmm. And then and then we find out it's because they personally interviewed each one of them. So they when they were showing the thing in the begin in the episode nine when they were like I think they're coming are they coming oh here they are and they come in you already knew they were there because you had personally interviewed each of them mm-hmm. on that stupid balcony and then oh and then one of the things I forgot to mention was Jack Morta goes I don't know if, I don't know if you noticed but I was pretending like I didn't like you oh when who was she talking about to that too Victoria. I Oh, that's she right. She told Victoria. She also she was doing a shitty job at it. I got to be honest with you. Everybody knew that she loved uh-huh. Victoria, but she was like, "I was because I wanted you to grow as a person, and I didn't feel like you would if you knew that we both liked you." Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, thank God. Oh. So, so yeah, I just think that uh, just take out that stuff and show the interesting stuff, like show mm-hmm. the interviews. Show the one-on-one interviews, episode nine. You know, like it's just I just whoever edits that, I feel like I I honestly feel like it's Drek Morta who edits mm-hmm. it. Oh, um, you th- oh, you think they personally edited it? I could oh, see that yeah. actually. I could see that. I don't think so. No, they let me see here. I'm gonna look this up on IMDb. Oh, but we don't know their real names, so they could have their real names hidden somewhere. Yeah. Oh, let me look that. Okay, let's try and do. Can someone in the chat room could they find out what the Boulay brothers' real names are? Oh, interesting. Oh, you know, I bet you, I bet you, if you look at the producers or something, it'll have it. It says Boulay brothers themselves. Um, okay, let's see here. Series produced by Casey Lindley, Nathan Noyce, Ian. Oh, but it only says associate producers and line producers. 
You know what? There's a dialogue editor, but they don't have an editor. <gasps> Interesting. But they showed it. They showed it. I'm, I'm on, wait, hold on. I'm going to look at the credits here. I'm going to go to Amazon.com and look at the credits. But I have to turn the volume down. I kind of want to violate any kind of license. You know what? They're going to fucking sue me if I fucking even play one note of their goddamn horrible show. Yeah. Like, you, everyone heard a note from our show. Okay, Just FYI, I might have to leave soon because my cousin's supposed to be coming in. Hold on. Okay. Uh, all right. We can finish this week. I'm just going to look at the credits here. Okay, here we go. Here's the credits. Okay. Come on, cut this part out later. Okay. Let me turn the volume down. Okay, executive producer for Out TV. Oh, 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 it goes so fast. Oh my gosh. Production assistant, sound engineer, grip. Okay, here we go. Graphics, lead editors, Nathan Noyes and Casey Lindley. Oh, those are the directors. Editors, Aaron McMillan. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. Okay, well, it doesn't give any information here. That's it. That was the whole credit scene. The yeah. only thing I could maybe look at is okay. So what? Are you, so give me your final thoughts then on the um, on the season. Now give me your final thoughts on the season. I thought I thought overall. Mm-hmm. I I know this is gonna sound weird. I thought overall I didn't think the season was as good as the first season. Oh really? Um, but I thought the final three were better than the first season. Oh, interesting. The final three were better than the first season. Because going through when the first season, we knew that Vander Von Odd was going to win. Mm-hmm. Like there, it That's was a true. given. Good point. Yeah. So I think going to this one, it was anybody's game. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I think if one if somebody had done something different, if maybe Victoria had done a better, mm-hmm. you know, uh, glamour, or maybe you know. Uh, James had done a more disgusting filth or, Mm -hmm. you know, something, Mm -hmm. I think that um, it could have gone either way. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Also, I think that they go based off story arc, too, in my opinion. And I feel like Bitch had the biggest story arc. How do you think Um, Vander would have done in season two? um, I think she would have won. I think she would have been in the challenges mm-hmm. or, or been done really well in the challenges, but I don't mm-hmm. think she would have won the, the actual, the show. Mm-hmm. I think she might've come in like second or third. All right. Because I will say this. I thought Melissa B. Fierce really did really well mm-hmm. in the finale. I, mm-hmm. it, I would even say if you go specifically finale episode based mm-hmm. on to judge, I think Melissa B. Fierce beat Vander Von Ott. Mm-hmm. But because Van der Vanon had a, a whole season's worth of wins, mm-hmm. that I think that's why she won. Mm-hmm. And do I think she's talented? I think she's immensely talented. But I think that Melissa won that that episode, and mm-hmm. and and I think that that's different than this ep. I think, you know, I think it would have been hard. I think if you put her glamour, filth, horror up against the other three, I don't mm-hmm. think she comes in on top. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, for me, I, I still think season two is better than season one. Um, okay. I felt like there were more interesting, diverse characters. It sort of felt like um, uh, that it was that, like, I sort of felt like it was um, 
Hold on for a second. Okay. I sort of felt like it was... In season one, it was like four fat Latinos that I can't tell the difference between, and then Loris and Vander, and that's all I can remember, right? Um, yeah. Whereas this one, I could tell different one. I do wish that they would now jump to a thing where we see them as boys. Yeah. Because for a long time, yeah, I, I, confused, I wish that too. Yeah, I confused Victoria and Dolly for a long, pretty much until Dolly was gone. So uh, I would love. I will. S- mm-hmm, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I will say though, when they did that thing in the in the beginning of the the episode ten, where they were showing the the jewelry, and then mm-hmm. they were showing the the voices. Yeah, I couldn't recognize any of the voices. Yeah. I was like, I think that might be Abhora. I mm-hmm. think that might be. So I feel like their voices were very similar. Mm-hmm. No, I and agree. and I just I also didn't really like. Again, I'm not a fan of manufactured drama. Yeah. So I didn't like the fact that like they kept bringing up the stupid. Um, you know, fight between bitch and mm-hmm. uh, Apora and then James and Monique. Mm-hmm. So, let me ask you this question then. Uh, as of this recording, we know that season three is happening, but we don't know who's on it. We don't know anyone when it's coming out. We don't know anything. What are you looking forward to in season three? What do you want? What are you hoping for? <sighs> Um, I think that since now it's, it's two seasons and now everybody knows what the competition is. I'm really hoping that people come like ready, Mm -hmm. you know, like ready to go. Um, I'm also hoping that they just realize that they don't need to have like ridiculous, you know, like, um, uh, like, uh, like the whole thing with the balcony they don't need to have like those stupid edits where they it's just like really long show like let's let's all go here and then they show them walking to that location like just cut to it Mm -hmm. you know so i i i really hope i i hope that they have more money Mm -hmm. so therefore i hope that they are able to shoot at more locations Mm -hmm. because i worry that you know um the desert is going to lose its luster Mm -hmm. uh but yeah all right, well, I just I'm just hoping for uh for them to expand on the what they've done and to also improve in certain ways cuz I feel like in in like their their outfits I feel like their outfits have been phenomenal. Yeah. But their um their sketch comedy and their cold opens could use a writer, you know. Okay, well, Boulet Brothers, you have your charge. I want to see them more as boys so we can differentiate them when they're in drag and Lori wants to see writing on the sketches and more money for locations. All right. Well, that concludes this season of Dragula. Join us next time when we recap episode one of Dragula season three. Until then, for Lori, Roggenkamp, and myself, so long, so long, uglies. Shut up. See, you didn't do it. <laughs> it does get you. Lori Roggenkamp hosts her own podcast called The Bloody Mary Podcast with Maria and Lori. It's available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at LROG, that's L-R-O-G-G, and on Twitter at Lori Roggenkamp, that's L-A-U-R-I-R-O-G-G-E-N-K-A-M-P. If you haven't already, you can follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. 
The Dragula Recap Show is an Afterthought Media production.